Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today on Marvel Movie News, is Millie Bobby Brown going to be cast in a in an MCU movie? We'll find out. Plus, we're going to break down every last Easter egg that we could possibly hunt down in Spider-Man Far From Home. The list is enormous, and we're going to go through all of our favorites and some of the ones that are so deep cut, you won't even believe it was in there. Plus, find out how you can win this poster of from Avengers End game it's the we love you 3000 iron man iron gauntlet poster you can win it if you stay tuned for marvel movie news welcome to popcorn talk featuring movie discussion news and interviews popcorn talk we talk movies and now Here's Popcorn Talks Marvel Movie News. Good afternoon to you, our merry Marvelites, and welcome back to Marvel Movie News. We are coming to you live, I guess, from the X Mansion. Yeah, sure. I, I spend a lot of my free time in the that, expansion, mostly in the danger room. There's nothing X-Men related in our rundown for today, <laughs> but the music was appropriate, Always. so we shifted the entire Always. show. That's so what you get X-Men. when you have superpowers. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm Zach Wilson. Got Zia Anderson here. Hey, guys. We got Christian Blatt over there. Yes, I am. Oh, we've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about today. As we were teasing in the opening, we're going to do a far-from-home Spider-Man Easter egg hunt, breaking down all kinds of stuff. There's so many little details in this movie, Um, as well as some stuff about the the rumors that Millie Bobby Brown might be joining the MCU. Uh, There's some other fun little stories. It's a slow news week ahead of San Diego Comic-Con, which is only... A week away. One week. One week away. And, and that's we're going to talk get all the news. Yeah, we're going to talk about all a little bit it. about our like what we're thinking. Just there's no there's no real news, but no. what do we think we're going to see next week? Uh, but let's. So, oh, the other thing I should uh, uh, make sure that you guys are if you're watching if you watch every Thursday or anything like that. We did do our big spoiler filled Spider Man Far From Home review on Sunday with our buddy Coy Jandro, and we talked about it for. Over an hour just breaking down Spider-Man Far From Home in every fun, beautiful detail. Uh, so if you liked, the, if you want the spoiler review, check out last episode. It's a lot of fun. It's not available on podcasts and on YouTube.com slash The Popcorn Talk. So you can watch us and listen to us. There's a Popcorn Talk Network. Shoot. Uh, did I just... <laughs> Just search Popcorn Talk. You'll find Popcorn it. Talk Network. Popcorn Talk go. Network. Thanks, Rai boom, boom. Thank you to Rai Rai in the booth. All right. Let's uh, let's start with the Millie Bobby Brown story because there's even some breaking stuff coming out on that as we started the show. I know. So I'm glad yeah. we saw it. Uh, so in case you did not hear the news because it just broke yesterday uh, or maybe didn't break, maybe Variety broke. Variety 
posted an article about Marvel's coming Hall H panel at next week's San Diego Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. It's obviously going to be be a big deal. Yeah. It's uh, basically the general prediction is that we're going to see the Marvel Studios movie slate for maybe the next 5 years, maybe more, may, maybe not, maybe a little less, but roughly 5 years of the Marvel Studios slate is going to be revealed all at once during that panel. <laughs> We're going to get phase four, guys. <laughs> phase four. Yeah, phase, basically phase four will be revealed yeah. to us in the next in the next week. Oh, man. Whew. I can't um, freaking wait. So, but in their description of everything going on there, they mentioned the Eternals panel. And in their little list of, of people that are going to be starring in it, they put Richard Madden, uh, Kumail Nanjiani, Angelina Jolie, and... Millie Bobby Brown, a.k.a. Stranger Things 11. That's the first time anybody had heard her name mentioned in connection with any Marvel property. So, the there's no news about that. Variety seems to think that she fit, fit with the Eternals movie. Mm-hmm. They didn't offer how they knew that. Their source on this information or anything. It was just them guessing in the they room. Just, They're like, this would be great. They, I have to wonder sometimes <laughs> if journalists like that just like if they if they drop things just to see what what, what would happen. Just to just to just to cease to like start a fire, be like, Can we can we make can we make this happen? I want this to happen, so we're gonna make it happen. Yeah, I mean look, it's a loud time to drop it. Stranger Things just came out. Mm-hmm. Um I thought it would be fun to take a look at what we each thought could be a perfect role for Millie Bobby Brown in the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. And then we'll get to the, maybe this isn't even happening, part of the news <laughs> that came out today. But let's start with, I'm going to start with my prediction, because it's the more obvious one based sure. on the news, which is that if, if she's going to be in the Eternals, which character could she be? And I think that it would be Sprite, also known as Puck, which right. is how I, in my mind, it's always Puck, which is a, a character, one of the Eternals. Sprite is forever young. In the, in the books, it's a, he, he's a, he's a male character. There's no reason it has to stay that way. Uh, but the, it, he always looks like a child forever, which obviously, obviously causes him no, so, no, uh, shortage of frustration. Well, I mean, that's just a very interesting, they explore that a little bit in Interview with a Vampire, if you've ever read the book or watched the movie, sure. where you have, um, Kirsten, the, Dunst. Kirsten Dunst was the character, was the actress who played her, just what that would be like to be old, or, I mean, ancient, really, if it's the Eternals, yeah. and then having to have it live in a child's body, it's a really, really interesting avenue to explore, I think, and I think Millie Bobby Brown actually could um, play that character very well because she's so poisoned. She's like wise beyond her years for such a young like she's so young. But <laughs> I think that she could bring like a great depth to that to that role. But yeah. it's, it would be very. I would like but, to see that character. But when you cast a female in that role, don't you run into the problem where in two years she's not going to look like this and she will look like a, an adult woman? Really? Very true. So well, but I don't think maybe. But it yeah. depends. Uh, I, this isn't a character I necessarily would expect to sure. see. Stick around, but it's a good point. Only in, the, in the storyline that I'm expecting them to adapt, which is the game and run, mm-hmm. Sprite is somewhat of the villain character. Oh, uh, not that there's not a justification because it's a good villain character, mm-hmm. but uh, Sprite's very frustrated and it, he, he's very mischievous. The if you've ever seen or read Midsummer Night's Dream, William Shakespeare, the character was the inspiration for Shakespeare's Puck. 
in within the Marvel universe. Which is why you call him Puck. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's one of the names he goes by. So, yeah. but it's a, so it's a mischievous little character. Could easily be a, a young girl instead of a, a young boy. Um, I don't know. I think it could be a cool part for for her, and it would be different from the more like the positive characters that she's played in Stranger Things and Godzilla. I would love to see her play a more villainous role, even if it's uh, somebody you think is good for a while and then turns. It could be fun. Well, she'd be perfect. Sorry, oh, she'd no, be perfect ahead. for that in the way that, like, you wouldn't assume you'd meet this character and you wouldn't assume, like, oh, this is clearly somebody with bad intentions and somebody yeah. that's an evil mastermind. Yeah. Just look at her. How could you? Yeah, I mean, she's delightful. On. She is. So, Zia, who were you thinking? So this is just this is just play. wishful thinking, and I think that she she would play it really well. I know, we're, Christian, we're you're going to like this. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely right. Um, Kitty Pride. I think she'd make an awesome oh, Kitty yes. Pride, and I would love to see her introduced. There's another thing that we missed in the dark. Phoenix, that we could, would have liked to have seen that, but did they give us that? No. A character who also at one point went by Sprite. So uh, you both suggested. Yeah, our text at that. Our text about this got really confusing because yeah. at first I said Puck, and I was like, wait, no, not Puck, because Puck's Puck. the Alpha Flight guy, <laughs> not that one. It's the 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 Sprite. No, not Sprite, as in Kitty Pride. As in- <laughs> <laughs> That's what our text chains look like. Guys. These are our group texts. That's true. Um, but yeah, that would be but, really awesome. And then you said that, and it was so perfect. I had so much trouble thinking about it. But then I thought about, and it wouldn't be a character. So I, I wanted to think, like, okay, not Eternals, not X-Men. You know, I thought of, I thought of some. There's so many female characters from the X-Men could have been. So, okay. But the first one I thought of was Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Nikki. And oh. if you just see her, uh, this is a good image that we have for those watching on YouTube. Because part of the problem was a lot of the images that uh, I searched were uh, a little hypersexualized. So I was like, well, I don't want to suggest Millie Bobby Brown for that. So I was like, I'm glad she's. This is like an action shot, and she's got a gun. And I think it would sort of be an interesting take on the character. This is obviously not the Guardians that we know, but there's so many other Guardians characters uh, to pull from that I think that it would be fun to have her injected into Guardians Three, which I know has already been written, but. Maybe that character's in there. So uh, that was my first thought. Uh, another thought I had uh, was Nova, the Frankie Ray Nova, the uh, Herald of Galactus, who also the images uh, are of an adult woman. But I had the thought of her playing sort of a younger person, basically pressed into service of helping Galactus. Like anybody who's been a Herald of Galactus doesn't really take the job willingly. It's kind of to save their planet. So it just seemed like a good role for her. So those were the, my. I, I so I hedged my bets and I picked two. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, so here's the here's the caveat to all that. I thought we would do the fun bit first yeah. uh, because I think Millie Bobby Brown would be perfect for the role, and it also makes sense that it, I was would not gonna, I was not going to be surprised if she wound up in the MCU sure, yeah. because David Harbor is already joined Black Widow uh, yeah. as mm-hmm. maybe Taskmaster, maybe Red Omega, maybe whoever. Um, uh-huh. But so somebody's watching Stranger Things, but. Millie Barbara Brown took to, was it Instagram or YouTube? Um, something live. I think she was either, right. I think Instagram live. But, and shout out to Cedric House, right, by the way. for that, yeah. We wouldn't have known that if Cedric would, didn't tweet at us. He brought that yeah. to our attention. Um, and so we watched, we did watch the live stream that she said. And she did say that if she's in, apparently people are saying she's in a Marvel movie. She's like, if I am, then I don't know about it. She's like, my parents don't know about it. But like you said, Zach, before the show, what if she just has to say that? Well, that's the big thing with Marvel is denials are whatever. You can't you can it, well denials are worth as much as the rumors themselves. Because all we had to go on for her being cast was that Variety threw it in an article 
basically willy nilly. Uh, but it was variety. It wasn't you know, variety, like, like, a, like yeah. a, you know, any of the dozens of comic book websites that are out there. Some of them more reputable than others. This, yeah, this was variety. So it's like, oh, okay, this sounds like this must be a thing. Yeah. It wasn't Love Marvel Cinematic Blueniverse dot biz uh, <laughs> that posted uh, it. It was it was one of the one of the premier Hollywood trades. Right. So you, you, we tend to trust that they have sources for those things and they've been fact checked because they are trying not generally they try not to get sued. Right. Um, and they keep no re- they news. have they all have relationships. The journalists there have relationships with the studios. So they mm-hmm. tend to find things out secretly. Ooh, I want to find things out secretly. But Millie Bobby Brown is denying it. So we'll probably, so theoretically, we'll know more in just over a week. I think the Marvel panel is on Saturday. So we, Saturday. Yeah, so it'll be a little bit more than a week before we know those answers. But very soon we shall know. And I don't think you have a good reason for not going to that panel and camping out all night. No, I, I'm going to be there. Because going to Comic-Con. Going so to Comic-Con. If, you, if they've got like an interview set up, you're like, I can't do it then. You should mm-hmm. go to that panel. Christian, are you going? I am not. I am not either. Yeah. This is I've, my first year in eight years missing San Diego. This is my first year ever. I, I, went one, I went once and loved it, and I haven't been in a rush to go back. I had so much fun, but I, I just don't like to walk that much. It's very fun. It's very crowded. Personally, for me, I'm a WonderCon guy, because it's like I have room to like move. Someone Someone else has That's told fair. me that that they love WonderCon over Comic Con just because of that. You got to go to San reason. Diego at least once yeah. because it is it is a, an experience and being in the room where they announce those things or like where you see, you're the first person to see those trailers so can be a lot of fun nowadays that's that the news gets broken and i can see it on my couch uh <laughs> which is just equally fun and the trailers will go up probably that night or like i'll see them soon but z is our our ear on the ground so i'll be texting you guys and i'll be like live well i guess tweeting i'll live tweet i've never live tweeted before Heck i'll do that yeah i'll do some stories it's gonna be fun um, the low the lowdown. Yeah, there'll be a ton of stuff coming out. Speaking of San Diego Comic Con, bouncing around on a rundown, just give you guys right. the Russo brothers are teasing something. Hmm. Um, so, in addition to Marvel doing their own panel as as normal, they're doing Hall H, and then mm-hmm. there'll be a, there'll be a line for literally a day uh, building up for that. The Russo brothers are doing a panel just for them and. No one's quite sure what they're going to talk about. They're probably going to talk a little bit about... Comic-Con does this, where they have like creators come on and it's sort of a spotlight on, and they can do questions about the movies that they just did, what they're working on, what their process is. So, the, so obviously they're going to talk about Infinity War and Endgame a little bit, and what yeah. that, all, all that was like. They do have another movie coming out soon. That's the, the cop movie where I believe they... I think, they, I think it's the one where they shut down New York, but it's not Escape from New York. <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, I'll look up the name of that while we while we talk. But I want to know more about this. Um, but they but they did tease that there's going to be some big announcement at their panel. Ooh. Uh, so a new movie that's coming out like later this year that we don't know about that they've been hiding from us. I don't know if they'd be able to pull that off. Do but. you guys think that they would do another Marvel movie anytime soon? They've said that they they don't have anything on the books. Do you think that they? Let me rephrase that. Do you want them to come back and do another movie? Yeah, I kind of do. They've got such a great track record. It's hard not to. Um, And I think that the thing with them is is they could do something equally as good but very different. I think they could easily do that. Where you're like, oh, I don't feel like I'm watching the same movie. 
But well, quality-wise, it's just I mean, as good. That's, that's the thing about the MCU, is you can do something so different than mm-hmm. what you've done before. The movie's called 21 Bridges, and Chadwick oh, okay. Boseman is in it, by the way. That's what I Ooh. think. Yeah. So that's the, the I was, nice little tie-in. I was wrong. They're not directing it, though. Oh, okay. They're producing, They're producing it. it. You're okay. right. Still. Uh, but in any case, uh, yeah, I think that anybody who maybe was like, uh, you know, you may have Joss Whedon one day. He could do something so different than the Avengers movies if mm-hmm. he were so inclined. So I think anybody could take this on and, you know, maybe directors that you wouldn't ordinarily associate with it. So I think whatever Phase 4 is, I think there'll be a lot of opportunity. And I would be surprised if the Russo brothers never did another one. I think they're going to take a little break for a while, though, for sure. Yeah. I would only, uh, like, I think it'd be, it's great for, it would be great for them to take a break. Um, I think that Marvel needs to get smaller and they're great with those big things. They couldn't do a small story. Sure. Yeah. Winter Soldier shows that they can do a, a more personal, like, hit those. And they hit the character moments in Endgame and Infinity War. Great. Um, but I would love to see Marvel's, uni- like, f- for these individual movies, I'd love to see the universe very much shrink to get into the personal stuff. With movies like Shang-Chi and things like that. Yes. yes. Yeah, much more relatable down to Earth mm-hmm. or down to whatever planet we happen to be on. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, as down to Earth as you can be with a Marvel movie. But... Should we ever come to the point where we're going to do Secret Wars? Oh. I would love to see the Russo brothers come back. I really yeah, want to see Secret any Wars. Any iteration of Secret Wars, but for me, the soft spot is the original Secret Wars. 1984? Like, 1985. And that one's okay. great. For for me, the one I would love to see on this big screen would be the most recent one. Right. Because the cross-universe built bringing in, and I think at that, if you're going to do Secret Wars, you basically are, it's at the that's only going to come at the point where you're like, we got to break some stuff in this universe. Yeah. We got to not hit, not necessarily hit the reset button, but do a soft reboot kind of thing where certain characters get pulled out and new versions get thrown in kind of thing. It's a great way to bring in Deadpool, too. Yeah. Put Deadpool in Secret Wars? You could, right? Deadpool, Technically. Deadpool's the one I've talked about before where he'll literally just show up and be like, I'm in a different universe now. And then he's in this universe. <laughs> right. Yeah, like he's just like, he's like, oh, man, my GPS is terrible. How did I end up here? And that would be it. They, exactly. They, and that's yeah. all you need yeah. for Deadpool, because yeah. he can break those walls. Yep. It's it, he's That's why he's the only character that you can pick up from the other franchise and just put down as is in the MCU. You take him out where Everyone you else, and- you have to, like... Do you have to take take them over to the sink? Wash off all the like the sauce that's on there, like all the fox gravy, and just like <laughs> start fresh. Some of that fox gravy tasted good, but you're right; you should wash. It's it off. in it's my good. mind the 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 process of taking the fox Marvel characters and bringing them back to the MCU is basically an episode of Chopped, <laughs> 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 where you got you got you've got great ingredients; they fit with your meal, but you got to find a way to make them work together them creatively. Yeah, I love that analogy. I love Chopped, by the way. Uh, yeah, I watched. It. I was watching it this morning. Yeah, nice. Uh, nice. <laughs> um, so anyway, let's move on to our big story, which or well, story more a fun thing that we're going to do this week. Oh yeah, the Far From Home Easter Egg Hunt. Oh, we wow. talked a little about some of these things in Spider Man Far From Home, and warning spoilers. Yeah. A lot of these yeah. are going to be spoiler filled. We're not going to uh, look. I'm not going to say we're not going to mention the big things. Exactly. Spoiler alert. Exactly. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So you've been warned. Yeah. Uh, if we're going to do Easter eggs, there's going to be spoilers in there for sure. Yeah. Um, and I can't even warn that we're going to try to be subtle because some of them won't be. Yeah. No. Agreed. Um. So let's start at the the very beginning of the movie. 
And we'll just we'll just go through. I have a list that's not necessarily in any particular order, but we're gonna go through it. Uh, I love the opening scroll referencing Endgame, yes. where it's it's that uh, I will always love you. Yes. Loved that. Of that made the me laugh. Houston version, absolutely. Yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, and and like so, you basically it was just here are the Avengers who died saving the world, which is a very short list when yeah. you actually look at it. Yeah, Vision, Tony, Nat. And they threw Cap in there because the world doesn't know. That's, that's the right. world's assumption is that Captain America died. Yeah. yeah, because he's just gone all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. So what else would you say? I think um, I would imagine the Avengers put out a press release to the to the point that he is dead. Because um, they would have had to say something. Well, yeah. To, about like the people would wonder Nat, where's Cap now? And, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah, would, it would address. Be a whole they thing. would address all of it. Yeah. Um, and Vision, uh, like all that, or Vision, they probably knew about. For, well, yeah, because that the, was in the blip. Infinity yeah. War. Um, but yeah, they probably had to be like, we we lost Cap, we lost him, and 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 Steve's over there, like I've been keeping this secret for a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> How long would Steve live? Uh, well, Are they depends. normal man, or you just... gotta figure by by Endgame. So he's five years older than when he woke up. Well, he's, no, he's probably ten years older than when he woke up. In he Avengers. woke up in Avengers in two thousand and eleven. Oh. Uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. so that would put him in 2018. Uh, how old is he in First Avenger? Well, he's old enough to... I like this rabbit hole. He, Let's go down this rabbit hole. He's, he's old enough to enlist, but he was too skinny. So he's at least 18. At least 18. Because he, he, he yeah. has to at least be... So maybe we'll just, for the sake of estimating, we'll say he's 20. You know, just because that. it'll be sort of easier to I think estimate. that's a safe bet. Yeah. And I think he was only Captain America for maybe a full year before he ended up in ICE, but I would say not longer than that. Did, did, well, did it, it was the to... end of the war. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it was. It was the for, be forty five. Yeah, right. So, so we'll assume that he got to twenty one, like just for the sake of of this. So we'll math. say it's one year. Hey, you guys, I actually pulled up a little. Look at this. Oh, really that's There's amazing. three answers according to Captain America's biography. Um, he was born in the movies in 1918 on July 4th. Of course he was. So he would have turned into a superhero at the age of 21. Okay. Ooh, we were okay. very so close. close. Super All right. close. Okay, so he's 21 okay. when in 2000, he's, so let's say, so, so does he wake up 18, in the ice 22? I so, think he might still be 21. So if it was 1945. Yeah. He wakes up in 2011. Minus 18. I'm literally doing a calculator here. So he's 27 when he goes in the ice. Oh, okay. He's 27 when he goes in the ice. So that puts him 2011 to 2018. That makes him 34, or approximately 34 in Infinity War. And then he goes... Then it's five years in Endgame. So he's 39. He looks good for 39. In yeah. Endgame. I mean, he looks good for anything. He's also, also true. He's yeah. also Captain America. Yeah, so like he true. ages. So he, he his body ages slower. Yeah. Right. That was my point. Like, so he has to age slower. He's 39 when he goes back to... Peggy. Ni- which us say which, he goes to 45. Just, uh, I think that it, was supposed to be around... Like, it has to be after Agent Carter... Does it have to be? I'm assuming it is because right. I don't let don't take no, no. away Agent Carter no, no, away from me, Christian. I'm not even saying I'm not even trying to take it away. <laughs> I'm just anything. saying she could be good at, at at hiding it. You know, that's all I'm saying. I'm saying it could be before Agent Carter, but for the sake of this, let's say it's after. Let's say it's after. So it's yeah. approximately 1949, 1950. Okay. That's fine. So then we're talking about 70 more years later. So he's seventy plus. So he's a so, hundred and he's a hundred and nine. Hundred nine six. Hundred six. So wow, our All math right. is great. Um, seventy plus. No, seventy because it was seventy plus, plus, plus 50. 39? 
Yeah, oh. plus 39. So 109, roughly. So okay. around 110 years old. He looks great for point. 110. Great for 110. So how long ago do you think that Peggy? He had to watch Peggy die twice, guys. I'm just bringing that. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, that's She's probably not <laughs> totally. so alive. Real quick, guys. Oof. Technically... By the time he's sitting at the park bench at the end, he's 245. What? Wait, well, how is Wait, he 245? Oh, because, well, also, how long did he jump oh, around Oh, because time he was in he the ice. Fair, but we have zero concept of we, how long yeah, that was. That's so true. We're going to say 110. Because yeah, where did you get 200? Yeah, that's I'm with, looking at an article right here. With the 70 years that he was in the ice, they're probably counting. Oh, I'm not but counting. But he's not no, aging he during, didn't, that he didn't age during that yeah. time. That's cryogenic I, sleep. I understand that. Uh, you know, you could make that argument, but right. he wasn't really alive. Yeah. All right. That <laughs> thing Sorry, aside, guys. Look, depending on what these announcements are at Comic Con, we might be doing a lot more episodes like what we just did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh so, boy! How old is Vision? <laughs> All right, Vision's out. like three years old, you guys. <laughs> oh, and he's going to be three fast. forever. Oh, oh Christian, Christian, too, too soon. Too soon. It's true. I love Vision. All right. Um, that aside, we only got one Easter egg in that whole conversation. But so, yeah, Cap, roughly 120 years old. He'll probably live another 20, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but he's just going to be hanging out in either Avengers mansion, tower, base, mountain, Whatever. whichever. There's a mountain now in the comics. That's and, great. And they should. Could, uh, and just the question is at 110, how many people's ass could he still kick? Probably most. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. most regular people. Heck yeah. Yeah. Anyway, like we back to the Easter eggs, yes. you guys. There was obviously the big one, which was uh, again, spoiler, Mister J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, so great. Um, the best one. And, and there was a opinion. lot of layers to that Easter egg because obviously you got J.K. Simmons mm-hmm. returning yes. from the Sam Raimi trilogy, and the Daily which was the website uh, that that we saw in there, was a. Not not necessarily a reference, but it does keep in line with Amazing Spider-Man because in Amazing Spider-Man Two, they there was a website link for the Daily Bugle. Although we never saw it, right. there was a website link for the DailyBugle.net. That's the website that they've Ooh. been planting for the Daily Bugle since Amazing Spider-Man Two. So, so and Sony does own that address, even though yes. it's an empty website. They still own. Yeah, they didn't do that on per. I not accident. They didn't do that on purpose. They didn't yeah. do that on accident. Yeah. So. Um, but it speaking of that scene, I'm going to bump, jump down a little bit here. There's a billboard, and this I've only read about because I can't go see it to find all these Easter eggs. No, <laughs> yeah, sit down yeah, right down, down to, but, the theater. And I, miss, I didn't catch this one, and I couldn't find a photo of it either if you're searching for it. Um, there's a billboard in that sequence at the in the so mid credit scene when he's oh. outside Madison Square Garden. Yes. there's a billboard. Okay. That re- and this is one of those like, is it an Easter egg or is it not? That has in in big circle numbers, like big circles, and then numbers inside. It reads one, two, three dot ellipses, and something big is coming. So it's one in a circle, two in a circle, three in a circle, and something big is coming. And then the next thing is four in a circle, which obviously is Fantastic the Fantastic Four, four logo. Right. Man, I hope phase so. four. Oh. Also, it could just be yeah. as simple as phase four is is coming up next. <laughs> or it could be nothing, and we're but, all like, "Oh my god!" But to not have the Fantastic Four in phase four would be criminal. Yeah, we That's also saw Peter swing through in the like in that swinging sequence. Uh, what was Avengers Tower, I believe? Yeah, which I don't, I didn't, certainly didn't notice the first time, but I had heard it by the time I saw it the second time. Well, there's yeah. like a big opening yeah. in the building, which I didn't remember being there. 
previously. But right. we also ne- not, we didn't haven't seen that building in a little while. Yeah. yeah, so it could have been retrofitted. It's also taken a lot of damage over the years. It might have had a hole in it. And they're like, yeah. just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we that they didn't show the top of it, so that right. we don't know what it is. We still don't know who bought that building. The rumor is Baxter Building. Or Oscorp. Yeah, those are the two uh, yeah, that I, I hear the saw most. Oz- Oscorp, I've seen yeah. Oscorp a lot. It's got to be one of them. I don't know yeah. what else you could possibly put in there. Um, somebody had to be able to afford Avengers Tower. Advanced right. Idea Mechanics. Just wanted to put one out there. But we already know that yeah, like, we we've do. already done them in the yeah, MCU, no, unfortunately, as much as I love AIM. Yeah. Um, speaking of Phase 4, Betty Brant dropped a little Easter egg line. We're moving on to a new phase in our lives. I did really like that when she said it. That, <laughs> that was, was a super meta reference, but like awesome. every every person who has to cover the, the or like follows this news extensively is like, yeah. ha, phase. <laughs> and um, mentioning Betty, should you mention? Should we yeah. discuss the the great? Uh, this was fantastic for me because uh, there's a there's an era in the '80s where. Uh, Ned Leeds, who I have seen since we last talked about this, they have given him the last name of Ned Leeds, at least if you believe IMDb, uh, and Betty Brandt are actually married uh, for uh, quite a long period of time. And just the quickest of footnotes, uh, Ned Leeds gets framed as the Hobgoblin by uh, Roderick Kingsley, the real Hobgoblin. So it's it has this the, their story has a happier ending here. But so I loved seeing them together. I was like, oh my god, Ned and Betty are finally together, and. I will also say I love that actress who plays Betty because she actually like looks like a high school kid, unlike you know sometimes when you 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 have these people playing high school kids. They so, did a pretty good job so of good all together. these high school kids yeah, looking like high true. school kids. Actually, it's impressive. Ned looks like a high school yeah. kid. Peter looks like a high school kid. They yeah. uh, they casted well in that area because it's not like yeah. right like Andrew Garfield where you're like. Mm, I mean, I know it was his senior year, but still. <laughs> but, but senior shouldn't mean that you have an AARP card. Thank exactly. You. Thank you. I was happy. I was very proud of myself. Um, all right. Um, we've got some some other fun stuff. Hydro Man. Yes. Got dropped. Like, oh, yeah. the, like yes, the, the water monster that we saw, which like is, is cool, is traceable. I, I loved when I went back and saw it a second time that you can actually discern the... The, the drones like flying underwater yes. you can actually see the like difference yeah. once you know what to look for mm-hmm. um, which was really cool but uh, so they did drop the information on the real Hydro Man we don't know if this was fa- a false rumor created by uh, by uh, by Mysterio mm-hmm. and that organization but the but Flash in the, in the hotel mentions Morris Bench uh, being and he basically walks through the, his yeah. his origin story in that movie. Uh, but where do you guys think that that story came from? Like that was obviously on the web. Yeah. But do you think it was just <laughs> like did, was it just like somebody's crackpot theory in universe, or what was this a false story? Is there a real Hydro Man out there? No, yeah. I think that there'd be just it'd be great if there was a real Hydro Man yeah. out there. Just as a little nod, it doesn't have to be like oh we're gonna make a whole movie around him, which we talked about previously that that would be right. kind of hard to do. But you could. You could just have it there, like oh, Hydro Man. Yeah. He could pop up for like when then Spider Man just deals with him. Like look, these I- these ideas that Beck Quentin Beck uses as the Mysterio elementals, they uh, can all be ba- you know they basically came up with crazy ideas and they probably went to a lot of these same websites and like oh yeah, let's have a Hydro Man and maybe that was even the inspiration. So yes, right. I think there definitely can be uh, Morris Bench, and I'm glad that Flash and his Flash Mob are what turned us onto it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, speaking of that hotel, actually, I'll save that one. I'll save that one because there's a whole list of named things in the in this universe that is real that are really fun but uh 
Mysterio dropped the the universe, the two universes, 616 being the main comic book universe. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I think it's S616 is the uh, Peter B. Parker universe in Spider-Verse. Okay. Just like okay. they... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they have, but they put a letter in front of it in that to, so that we could distinguish it. Thank you, Spider-Verse, for not yeah. breaking our numbering systems. <laughs> um, because, like, Miles' universe, like, the main universe in Spider-Verse is uh, whatever that first letter is. I think it was S1610, which okay. is the same as the Ultimate Universe, but without the letter. So 616, the main conclusion, 833, where Mysterio says that he came from, is the same universe as Spider-UK, right. who is a member of the Captain Captain Britain Force. Spider-UK is not a Peter Parker, but a Billy Braddock, who is both Spider-Man and Captain Britain. Because <laughs> why not? Okay, Marvel. <laughs> yeah. And Captain Britons are in charge of protecting the multiverse, for sure, <laughs> reasons. I mean, you know, I would, I would trust the British. <laughs> So that's fine. But yeah, and you know, it's funny because we spent basically a whole episode on multiverses and those numbers and what they meant. And of course, it's just like, oh yeah, I mean, people believe anything. So I, I actually laughed at that moment because I thought about how much time we spent on this show talking about what those numbers really meant. And how many other people probably also <laughs> yeah, did. Absolutely. Yeah, being like, oh my God, you guys, the multiverse. And we now it's opened all these possibilities. And not saying that it still isn't. It's just we didn't yeah. get it in this movie. Yeah. Um, um, when Peter's on the plane to Europe, yes, this, uh, this I, I, w- I was able to catch three of them, but there's four, and I could, and I had to go to the internet to find the fourth one. Um, you can see the movies that he has to select from where he's oh, trying yeah. to get away. He's just like, Poor Peter. I just don't want to think about the crazy stuff I just went through. Like crazy. For the yeah. love of God, I don't want to think about superheroing. For like, nine hours while I'm in the air and his options for what to watch Finding Wakanda <laughs> uh, The Snap oh. yeah. Hunting Hydra oh. and an episode of Nova Einstein Rosenbridges hosted by Eric Selvig nice. that's a nice I did touch. like that yeah. one I did like yeah. that one a lot um, that's a f- so I love the idea here's the, here's my question do you guys think that are these all documentaries or are these are there dramas oh. are there are there action movies like historical action movies set around like the snap five years yeah. later uh yeah absolutely yeah yeah i mean in the comic book marvel universe there exist comic books where of course they don't have their secret identities and stuff so it totally makes sense that there would also be movies in the mcu that are like yeah people will you know produce something like a captain america movie that of course doesn't have steve rogers in it but it's like we want to tell his story so yeah i mean look hollywood's already making a movie about the uh the paradise fire from last year there and, and it's not even been a year, but they're already wow. like put it into production. Let's go. So if there's a historical event with as much drama as the snap and like all that stuff, it's definitely been made into a drama yeah. on screen. They did it with Sully. I mean, look not to not to be a downer. I mean, but we got nine eleven movies within less than five years. Yes, so, I did not know, watch we, any of those. No, I didn't either. But they they were out there and they yeah, they were big budget uh, major studio movies. So yep. this totally makes sense. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I would just love to. In my head, I'm just like, who would they cast as all these people? Like, if Finding Wakanda, oh, wow. Finding Wakanda is probably a documentary. I would say Michael so. B. Jordan, the Snap. You mean as T'Challa? Yeah, yeah. That that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Um, the, um, I, the Snap, I bet, is the dramatized version of yes, the story. That would be the one. Uh, yeah, Hunting Hydra sounds like a 
Discovery Channel show. Yes. Okay, yeah. Where yeah. they're like looking for Hydra treasure. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Think about what you would find in that Hydra treasure, by the way. Oh my god. Yeah, that dude. should be season seven of Agents of Shield. I'm just Ooh, putting it out there right now. There you go. Oh boy. Um <laughs> all right. So here let's go through just this giant list and we'll get we'll just throw out a couple of them. Yeah. But there's there's so many little things like in the license plates. Yeah. That they are just like like literally anytime they had to fabricate a number, they I love the production design team on this because they went into details where it's stuff like uh there's a there's a license plate at one point that's AMF fifteen sixty two, which is is amazing uh or amazing fantasy 15 1962 right spider-man's first appearance like wow. that the level of detail is insane there's even there like when when the first appearance of like the the fake hydro man in this uh one of the boats in that scene has asm 212 which is the uh, the first issue that hydro man appeared in the level of detail is crazy <laughs> you guys yeah, yeah. it's absurd I would um, love to know who they had working on those little things, being like, ooh, and we could do this, and we could, like, the idea people behind that, I would love to know who that is. Um, let's go through the other things that got named, if we can. So if, we, if you jump down to the bottom of this list, uh, Christian. Yeah. Because uh, we oh, had, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, the basically, like, again, like, the, the hotel uh, that they stayed in in Venice was Hotel de Matisse, which is uh, for J.M. Matisse, one of, the, one of Spider-Man's writers. Then you had like oh yeah because I, I noticed that one that's the that's the guy who wrote uh, Craven's Last Time yes. amongst other things yeah but that that yeah so that one I actually caught like, yeah. the first time but before yeah. you think that they're just referencing Craven's Last Craven's Hunt uh, and they shouted out like every Spider Man writer every big Spider Man writer uh, in street names in Venice because oh, yeah. you had well let me get uh, you to the first one it's uh, Roger Stern Kaya Sterno that's oh uh, did Roger, I copy yeah, it down Ro- wrong Roger Stern it wrote uh, actually the era where we first meet uh, Hobgoblin. So thank yeah. you for catching. Yeah. I just had a typo in my, in right. my document. No, no, that's why. I... Um, but you had uh, Kale Sterno, Kale Slato, Dan Slot, Kale Bendiso, <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis, Kale Michelin, Michelinio. Yeah. I don't know how you're supposed to imagine, but it's David Michelini. Michelini is how you say his name. Um, and then this one was a little more convoluted, but a little bit. Kaye G. Convayo for Jerry Conway. Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. And if you look all of them up, they all wrote like at huge eras of yeah. Spider Man, so it's great. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, again, I lo- just love the details, the, not, the the ridiculous details. You have the selfie pose that from the Spider Man PS4 game, which apparently Tom Holland is a huge fan of, and that's why there's, like, references to it in this movie. Which is great to hear. Because he was just playing it constantly. (laughs) Which is amazing. Yeah. Um, You had May working for a homeless shelter. Right. It's not Feast, so Martin Lee is not around the corner, necessarily. (laughs) But May working for a homeless organization is a big thing from the comics, and and it's seen in games and all kinds of different places. So it was cool to see that. Uh, We talked about it a little bit in our review, but Dimitri... Oh, yeah. ...working for S.H.I.E.L.D., Maybe is a reference to the chameleon. Spider Man, it, it's his first villain in Spider Man number one. Amazing Spider Man number one. Yes. Is the chameleon, yes. Um, is is that Dimitri Thug a not S.H.I.E.L.D. agent? By which I mean working for Nick Fury? Because it's not S.H.I.E.L.D. that he's running now, but he does have some kind of organization. 
Or could he possibly be, since we know from the end credits scene, could he, uh, the chameleon, could he be a Skrull? Because, boy, you'd be so much better at being the chameleon if you were a Skrull. So is he like a like a, a deep undercover Skrull, you know? so The chameleon could just be a Skrull yeah. in this universe. Like that, like a Skrull who goes rogue and it's just like, I'm going to mess stuff up on Earth. <laughs> uh, be a real easy like way to be that. a chameleon. For sure. Yeah. Um, Peter's birthday on his passport is the is eight ten, which is the date that Amazing Spider Man came out. Yeah, uh, or Amazing Fantasy number rather. fifteen. Yeah, number yeah. fifteen. Um, what else? So this one was uh, is like a maybe reference, but like, do you get? And we didn't really get a chance to talk about this in depth. But do you guys think that that big moment in the final the after credit sequence is sword? I think it could be, and I think we'll probably know that in a couple weeks. I think if it is, that's going to be part of a big announcement. Um, I, if it's not, it's going to be some permutation of that. But, uh, yeah, that was definitely something that I thought. Uh, it, I, it would make perfect sense. So I, I hope it is. Let's put it that way. All right. All right. I mean, <laughs> that was all that you can say it, be, it totally works for Fury, though, if he's like, well, I can't call it S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Like, one... That name's got a lot of baggage. Two, yeah. there's this random group of people that, like, they don't, like, see a lot of eyeballs, but, like, a couple people really love them. They're calling <laughs> themselves S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> uh, they have a very vocal but passionate fan base. That S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, so I can't be that. Well, a sword works. Yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. and sword. <laughs> uh, and he goes to space. Um and we obviously get the Cree sleeper cells reference, yeah. which was said by Samuel L. Jackson, but where it is um, it's actually Talos, Talos, Talos saying, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. saying it. Which I did catch that even the first time when they said it before I even knew they were scrolls. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Cree yeah. sleeper cells. We'll see that in the future. But, but I'm uh, curious yeah. what they are referencing yeah. by Cree sleeper cells. Is that just Cree? Because Cree don't have the ability to hide the same way. I guess the pink Cree do. Yeah, that's the confusing thing because, like, what, like, Yon Rog is, is pink and they're, they're not all blue. So that's the confusing thing. Yeah. They didn't bring up, they didn't do a divide the same way that they do in the comics where yeah. the pink Cree are a, a lower class. Right, right. Um, they just are, some are pink and some are blue. Right. Um, so I guess you could have hidden a bunch of pink Cree yeah. on Earth. Um, or, and I know that we don't talk about this, this TV series that had an IMAX release, but technically Inhumans could be considered <laughs> a, a, a Cree sleeper cell because yeah. they are Cree related. It's true. And they, they are literal sleeper cells in that they don't know that they are with the Cree until the Terrigen activates them. Mm. And there's thoughts that Inhumans could be the first thing that is officially cast off from the from the MCU. Like, yes, you could argue that the Netflix series have been left and forgotten, or Agents of Field has been left to the sure. side where it doesn't really hit continuity at all. But they're still treated, even if they're not, even if it's not said like out loud anywhere, they're still treated like they're inside the MCU. Right. But there's there. I had seen some rumors that Inhumans could be the first thing that they're like. Did not happen. Here's the real Inhumans in a movie. I I would like that if they did the real Inhumans in the movie, but not bad. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, because Feige's a big fan of the Inhumans. He's yeah. talked about it before. He likes them. Um, although, now that you have the, the, the mutants back in the X-Men, yeah. 
Nah, maybe you don't, just don't need to. <laughs> and if you know me from Marvel TV Weekly, I didn't hate the Inhumans. I know it's not great, but there are things I like. I like those characters, and I love Lockjaw. So I'm just going to say that it's not as bad as everybody says. I hope Lockjaw shows up in a movie. They can get rid of everyone else, but we need <laughs> oh Lockjaw. Oh, my God, yes. Like, I, just the Lockjaw movie. <laughs> right, can, I do, want that. Do, like, those A Dog's Purpose movies, <laughs> but it's just Lockjaw. <laughs> would actually watch that. And Kamala Khan, because they have an amazing dynamic in the comics. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, uh, yes, that's what I want to see in Phase 4. I want to see a, a Lockjaw's Purpose starring Kamala Khan. It has to be called that, A Lockjaw's Purpose. Yes. Nice. Yeah, I agree, yeah. by the way. No different. Uh, don't you dare change that title, Marvel. <laughs> you can steal the idea, but you damn well better <laughs> keep that. Um, all right. I think we've gotten all the like the Easter eggs things. There's some other, like... You know, you'd May and Happy dating, which like May and Jarvis dated, and that's like maybe a reference. Yeah. But anything else that you guys well, can you had on the list? It's a good one, uh, and I think we might have mentioned this on Sunday. But uh, Ben Parker's suitcase yes. it has his oh, middle initial, yeah. which it's such a little detail, but it's great that they put it there. Which that suitcase is destroyed now. Oh yeah, it sure is. You're right. They mentioned like, that his luggage, luggage got yeah, destroyed. Yeah, got destroyed. Oh, oh that's so sad. Well, I didn't even think about that. What if it either. had a secret compartment? Apartment in it for years, like the one in Amazing Spider-Man too. I'm sure it did, Aww. and Peter never found it. So, all right. Um, oh, also there was a poster in the background oh, right. of, at the homeless benefit, like right. backstage for Crusher Hogan, which is the wrestler that Peter fought in the comic books when yes. he tried to do this wrestling thing. Versus Bonesaw McGraw. Oh my god! From the Sam Raimi movies, who. Right. Started who Peter fought as a wrestler. Yes. Great little wow. like nod towards so many things. Yeah, it's fun. There's so many so many things. All right. Let's jump ahead because we've that took up a lot of time and uh, a couple uh, interesting uh, so we're going to skip that story cuz there's not it's just like there's some uh, check you can check out uh, online the Captain Marvel directors had considered sending Jan Rog to Sakar in a post-credit oh, yeah. sequence cuz like who says he has to get back to the Cree home world? Um, and they played with that idea. Um, Pat Oswalt was talking about like what he might do with a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. He's doing the um, uh, what? Which Hulu show is he running? Oh, uh, the cartoon one. Yeah, um, he's doing oh my the God. animated. I forget. Which is one. it Modok? Modok. It's Modok. He's yeah. doing Modok. Uh, but he was talking about he would love to see a Champions movie and might want to do something with them. He likes the idea of smaller heroes having to deal with the street level stuff okay. which again you saw on Netflix but you could yeah. do a lighter version you don't have to do the street level stuff doesn't have to all be violent Look, and angry it, does, it doesn't always have to be hell's just for kitchen me to enjoy let's, it. No, I'm just kidding. let's let's see Yancey Street that's a little bit lighter of it what's <laughs> Yancey Street oh my god it's where Ben Grimm grew up oh the Yancey boys yeah um so before we get into some Marvel TV news I want to tease you guys about how you can win this poster. How can I win? Because if yeah, you've been if you've been listening to us on uh, especially on iTunes, you've been getting not just Marvel movie news in your feed, but you've also been getting episodes of Marvel TV Weekly recently. Mm-hmm. And we thought this would be a fun idea, a great way to split up the time and get so that you get like the reviews of stuff like Legion that's coming out and Agents of Shield as it goes that we don't really have time to do in just the the hour that we have each week on Marvel movie news. But we want to know if this is too much for you guys. We're doing a twice a week release. Is this something you've been enjoying? Is it something you kind of like but not quite? We just want to get your thoughts on the idea. So we set up a survey 
online that you can fill out. And then if you go to the second page of the survey, there's instructions on how via Twitter you can enter to win this poster for Avengers Endgame. So we're going to be posting this uh, from each of our Twitter accounts and uh, it's in the description below this video if you're watching on YouTube. Um, or you can go to the Mar- at Marvel News PTN after the show is done. We'll make sure that it's posted on there. I'm going to post it into the chat right now so that you guys can see how to win. You can even hear me <laughs> typing. That's how you know. It's It's real. real. He's not just oh, pressing buttons. I don't it's think weird. it wants to let me post. Even though I'm a moderator, it doesn't want me to post a yeah. link in the chat. So you'll have to go to Twitter or into the description yeah. below to find that link. But you guys can enter and win this poster. Um, we'll send it to anyone, anywhere. Just make sure you fill it out and let us know what you thought of the movies. Also on there is a fun, this is the fun thing. Uh, I want to know what you guys think, ranking the three Spider-Man 2s Ooh. that we have now. Because there are three of them. Spider-Man 2, Amazing Spider-Man 2, and Spider-Man Far From Home. Which uh, is the best one? Let me just amend that. We're not going to send this poster off-world. It has to be on Earth. Right? Yes. It, it does so have to be on Earth. If Nick Fury wants it wherever that ship is, it, I, no, we're not sending it to him. That's going to be expensive. The rate for sending <laughs> a poster to Asgard is insane. <laughs> it's just it'd be cheaper to dematerialize it and rematerialize it what? there. Wait, we just get Lockjaw to deliver it. See, I've already figured it out. Yeah, All right, but you gotta, you gotta hunt him down. He's off finding That's his true. purpose. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, so with that, let's do some Marvel TV time! Marvel movie news We're talking TV time all right, this one just broke last night, so I wanted to make sure we could talk about it, and then you can check out on Marvel TV Weekly with Zia and Christian for even more of that news on Sundays. But Captain America, it's not Captain America and the Winter Soldier yet, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. For now. I, I see you, Disney. I see what you're doing. <laughs> um, is Has just put on, like, just added a new writer to the team and this is crazy and says a lot about what the direction the show is going to be going yeah. because the writer of the John Wick franchise Derek Kolstad has signed on to write on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What do you guys think of this news? I'm so excited. <laughs> I mean, look, it's going to be on Disney Plus so they can't get too crazy with it. But what this says to me is um, good choreography, and I just, it's going to be like a slightly, maybe just a slightly darker tone, like maybe just a little bit more serious. This isn't, like, I still want to see their interactions together, and I think that's going to be really good, and there's going to be some really funny moments, but I think it's going to bring like a depth and like a gravity to it that that I think is going to be awesome. <laughs> also, I, I hope that uh, everyone now knows, don't mess with Bucky's dog, because if the John Wick writer mm-hmm. is here, he's going to make sure that you pay for it. So, uh, yeah, no, it's very exciting, especially like, obviously, they're attracting very high-level talent for these Disney Plus shows, which is great. I mean, from the cast to the creators and uh, all the writers, so that's very exciting. What kind of dog would Bucky have? He would have a Chihuahua. 
Really? Yeah. That doesn't seem right. No, because or a little Pomeranian. He's because he's he's soft. He's he's got a softer side right, that I he could, needs to explore. And he why, just why don't you just go to Poodle? Fluffy, like well, Pomeranian. All right. I changed my answer from Chihuahua to Pomeranian. All right, Pomeranian. That's that makes more They're sense. Fluffy. I feel like I mean the obvious it would have to be a Siberian Husky, right? Okay. He's the Winter Soldier. Yeah, but that's deep programming in there. That he, didn't even <laughs> he just got a Siberian Husky. He didn't realize what he was doing. Uh, what else? What, what, Chris, what would your what would your option be? Uh, so when you said uh, Chihuahua, that that seemed crazy. But uh, you know what? I think he just he values loyalty and look. Obviously, man's best friend. But I feel like Golden Retriever. I can see him just sitting on the porch. Mm. You know, he takes off the arm. You know, the dog curls up on his lap, and uh, yeah, that's that's how I feel it is. Okay. All right. All right. All right. And before we wrap out of here. Let's take some time for Doom's Question Corner. Ooh. Christian, let me know if you see anything in the chat as we go through this. Sure. While you guys send us your in your questions, uh, I have one here from Tyler Kelson who wants to know, did anyone else get age, series Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Tahiti vibes from the end of Far From Home? I did. Oh, yeah. Do you th- I don't know what that is. But and I'm just, just to gonna... ex- <laughs> expand on this, do you guys think that that was an intentional reference or was it coincidence? Look like Tahiti. I, so I think it's coincidence because they just wanted to show him on an island. But I was excited because I certainly thought of it. It did look like a magical place. I mean, look how relaxed he was. It was quite literally a magical place because he up. was just sitting in a space cube with a bunch of scrolls running around of <laughs> just every <laughs> side of him. <laughs> That's how Nick Fury takes vacation. He takes micro vacations where he's like, yeah. just give me ten minutes. And a and a fruity drink. That's all I need. <laughs> That's all he needs. Yeah, like his Nick Fury. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I I could see I could see him that that being his thing. I do I do I do feel like that was a base full of scrolls has to be the most uncomfortable place in the world for Nick Fury, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You he must have gotten them to program him a scroll detector. I mean, and oh, someone hope, yeah. someone clearly stole his shoes, so they like playing pranks <laughs> on him. He walks out, it's like, hey, where's my shoe? Who took my shoes? <laughs> they're, they're, someone's giggling in the corner. I see a scroll giggling in the corner, like it's one of Yon, one of Yon Rog. Well, I guess Yon Rog's kids would be grown up, but Yeah. 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 At this point. Uh, here's something from the chat which it, it came up a little bit. We spent a little time on this on Sunday, but uh, Tristan Lasseter wants to know if we've talked about the Nick Fury being a squirrel since Winter Soldier theory because he has a diagonally cut sandwich in Age of Age of Ultron. Oh yeah, which in Captain Marvel he says that he doesn't you know, that weirds him out or whatever the exact words are. Um, I still think that the Nick Fury we've seen uh, basically up until this movie has always been Nick Fury. I don't think that Talos, you know, has maybe like a charity event he didn't want to go to. You know, it's like that movie Dave where they have somebody impersonating the president. Sure. But I don't think that long term having Talos be Nick Fury has been going on for a while. But I might be in the minority on It that. could be that he has been dropping in yeah. occasionally. Yeah. And that would have been a time where it would make sense for somebody, for, for Fury to have called in a replacement because he literally was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, it also could could explain sort of how he gets away from certain things. Like we, uh, in Winter Soldier, he does he does do a heart race thing, but it also oh, yeah. could have been explained by having a scroll take his place and then he slips out. It just covers his tracks for like any super spy stuff he wants to do. That's if you true. have two Nick Furies and one that can just be anyone running around, so it, it could be that we we're retconning Age of Ultron so that that's not 
our like our fury, right. but that this has been a Talos like popping in. Or Nick Fury grew from that moment, you guys, and he changed <laughs> over the years. He and he remembered that moment as like, you know what? Maybe I should try a diagonal <laughs> sandwich for once. See, and I'm the opposite. I prefer the diagonal sandwiches. Hmm. I just I'm 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 a whole sandwich guy. You just don't sandwich, even cut it. Really? You just pick it up. Like you're talking about like cuz we're not talking about like a hero. You're we're talking about, about like, a, like a square I'm, I'm sandwich. Bread, a square yeah. sandwich. Yeah. yeah, I just pick up the sandwich. Mm-hmm. It's not that big. Mm. I always cut my I mean, I always cut mine in half otherwise I make a mess. I so. cut mine in fours because I'm a child. Well, we know that. <laughs> Where do you stand, yeah. chat, on <laughs> these diagonal cut sandwich? That's our lasting question for you guys. Let us know in the, in the comments below <laughs> or send it to us on Twitter. Do you hate diagonal cut sandwiches? Do you prefer them whole? Do you have some other weird Christian-like uh, way of eating your sandwiches? That's weird. Let us know, because that's a relevant topic on Marvel Movie News this week. Agreed. Guys, thank you so much for joining us here on Marvel Movie News. Uh, I have been your host, Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. Also check out my other podcast, Ships in the Night, where we take random characters from different universes and ship them together. We just did Dora and Johnny Quest because <laughs> that's the fun middle school romance that we decided to come up with. So much fun nonsense. That Ships in the Night. Don't forget to go onto Twitter to find out how you, to uh, fill out the survey and win this poster from Avengers Endgame that I want to give away to our wonderful listeners. Zia, where can everyone find you? And I am Zia Anderson, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land. That's X-I-A underscore land. And on Facebook at Zia Landerson. Also, you can find Christian and myself on Sunday nights on Marvel TV Weekly, 9 p.m. So it is Marvel TV Weekly. Yes. Yes. Um, 9 p.m. on AfterBuzz TV. I'm like, I get these two shows mixed up in my head so much. It's almost like there's a lot of Marvel to talk <laughs> a lot about. Of stuff, yeah. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And I'm also on the Legion After Show Monday nights at 9 Pacific. And uh, it's already been a great season. So uh, join us over there as well. Loving this season. All right, guys. This has been Marvel Movie News. Thank you so much for geeking out with us. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.